reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. Whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in the saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil to the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. Verbum Domini. Blessed the man who is gracious and lends to those in need. Blessed the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commands. His posterity shall be mighty upon the earth. The upright generation shall be blessed. He dawns through the darkness, a light for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and just. Well for the man who is gracious and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. Lavishly he gives to the poor. His generosity shall endure forever. His horn shall be exalted in glory. Dominus Bobiscum, et tu spiritus. 
Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlooker should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish? Or what king marching into battle will not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, Every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Verbum Domini Over the years, I've looked at many uh, marketing studies, especially those that involve the generations. And what I see from this research is that the younger generations, particularly those of Gen Z and earlier, want and appreciate authenticity and transparency. And for this reason, you know, to prove that is, is, is this is why the influencer, uh, influencer presence in marketing is so successful, because it gives the appearance of somebody living in reality. Now, even though sometimes it may not be, but it has that look. And, you know, so the younger people, they like and they want to see people who are committed to what they believe and live it. And this is what Jesus is reminding us about today, that if we are to call ourselves Christians, Catholic Christians, we are to live it as he lives it and to love as he loves. So here, 
in this gospel passage, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And this is his final journey that will end in him being crucified and then dying and then rising again. So he's on his way to die, to suffer. And here he is telling those who are following him what they need to be ready for, what they are committing to. He's saying that if you're going to follow me, then you're going to have to take up your cross first and foremost. You're going to have to count the cost and see what is involved in being a follower and disciple of me, Jesus is saying. And so he's asking them to really think about it. And so what, what, what we know here is that like uh, many of these so-called followers of Jesus, they could not follow him to his death. You know, once he was he was he was tried, once he was arrested and then tried, and then you know, given the cross, hey, where were they? They weren't there. Yeah, there was um, uh, the Blessed Virgin, St. John, Mary Magdalene, a few other ladies, St. Veronica, you know, they're following him to the cross. You know, the, the disciples, the 12, except St. John, you know, they, they were gone. Of course, later on, they repented, came back. Oh, but but all, the, all these people disappeared. And this is where now we have to examine our own walk with the Lord in humility and in honesty and saying, where am I at in my walk with God? Okay, yeah, you know, he calls us to be people of prayer, people who have a relationship with him, who are communicating. You know, people who, of course, you know, here in the church are actively receiving the sacraments, who are getting fed with the word of God, with good spiritual reading and good spiritual uh, readings, reading uh, various uh, spiritual writers, you know, catechesis, you know. And then, you know, he wants us to be out in the world, communicating the faith, evangelizing with our actions and with our words. See, but are we really doing that in the way he's called us to? Now, you know, we, we may be out in the world amongst our family and, you know, in, in, in the society Whatever, wherever we're at in society, whatever our status, social status is, or, or, you know, in our workplace. But are we living the Christian life there? No, uh, um, or is fear, fear keeping us from glorifying the Lord as he's called us to with our life? No, what am I saying here? Well, here we are in our, in, in, in our life outside, you know, the church. And what are we engaging in? See, is, a, is when we're, we're with the other people, are we, um, are, we, are we involved in the gossip? Are we, you know, when the dirty jokes come, out, come, come around, are we, are we engaging in those and participating? Now, when people are, 
are just going around judging and hating? Are we part of that conversation? No, that's just examples. See, this is why, you know, see, we may fear, like, well, they're not going to like me. They're going to hate me. You know, Jesus also says today that whoever, whoever does not hate his father and mother cannot be my disciple. He's not saying this literally. This is not literally. So that means, you know, don't start hating your mother and father. But he's saying that the ultimate love, first and foremost, belongs to him. That Jesus, the Lord, is to be our first love. You know, in him being our first love, we follow the commands, not out of obligation, but because we love him. And sometimes, you know, in the family, whether it's father or mother, brother or sister, friends, whoever it may be, you know, they, they don't like what we're doing. You know, they don't want to come out of the darkness. And so this is what Jesus says, do you love me above all of them? That's what he's telling us. And do we really love him above everyone in our lives? Meaning that we follow his commands when it's not popular. When we know we're going to get rejected. So, St. Paul, in regards to living this out, St. Paul tells us today about the commands to love our neighbor. And this is where where the authenticity comes in here, where we're to see if that we're really living what we're called to live. It says here, he says, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and then all the other commandments. But he's, he speaks about those involving our neighbor and loving our neighbor. You know, there are many ways that we could violate these commandments. I mean, not, not always like, I mean, you shall not kill, well, Hey, I mean, you know, very few people, I mean, there's not a lot of people who, who kill. I mean, yeah, there's, in the world, I mean, maybe a lot, but, you know, uh, you know most, most people don't go out killing people, you know, but we can kill in other ways. You know, like I was saying before with the gossip, you know, we can steal in various ways as well. You know, we, of course, coveting, you know, this is, these are all violations to, uh, to loving our neighbor, and these are, these are things that, you know, with, with we are in, in loving, as Jesus has called us love, he says, love one another as I have loved you. This is how all men will know that you are my disciples, to have this type of love. Now, this is what we should all be aiming for. And this is what, when, when people, you know, they see Christ, a, a true Christian who's striving to love, you know, who's striving to live as Jesus has called us to live. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, you know, that Jesus says, be perfect as I am perfect. And what that means is that are we on the way to perfect charity? He is the perfection of charity. He is charity himself, the Lord. And, and is that the path we are on and willing to be on? And not just saying, well, I'm a Christian, but not showing love as we should be. No, that, that is, that, that is the, the, the way there. Jesus' way. And... Yeah, you know, it, it's a process, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, loving others, it takes time to grow in. See, but also at the same time, in, in these writings of St. Paul in his letters, he gives very cur- encouraging words as well. 
he tells us that we're not alone in this. Like, hey, God, you know, just doesn't say, hey, here, throws us these commands, says, love as I love. No, the Lord is always there to help. And the help begins with the love of the Holy Spirit that has been poured into our hearts. So the love is there. No, God is always ready and willing to help us when we call upon him. Now, this is why it's important to have a, a, a life of prayer relationship with Jesus, to stay connected with him. And then, you know, then we, we easily or more easily obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You know, his, we, we abide by his inspirations to follow Christ, to stay on his way and on this path of perfect love. And, this, and, and to do this, it may, I mean, it may sound complex, but to do this just begins with, with this, yes, relationship with the Lord and talking to him. You know, telling him that, hey, it's hard to love. That's what he wants to hear. Jesus is always ready to listen. And there he is, you know, like a coach, like a trainer. He takes you and he builds you up. No, that, that is, that is the, the, the Christian, Christian life here. You know, that is what Jesus came. Yeah, here with Jesus, there is transformation. And yeah, we got to do our part in saying yes to the Lord and be willing to do what he asks. But at the same time, we need his help. That's why Paul says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But we need Christ. So, you know, we shouldn't feel helpless and, and like, oh gosh, these, these commands are heavy. Well, Jesus, who says, come to me, you know, he says he's gentle and humble of heart. He's not going to turn you away. He's going to understand where you're at. And then there, here comes the transformation. You're depending on him. You're asking for his help. And when you're doing that, you're staying connected to him. You're staying conscious of the Lord. And so his, you know, then, then it gets a little easier. See, because then you're not forgetting. You're not getting caught up in all of these other worldly activities or sinful things. Because you're mindful of God's presence, because you're praying to him, asking him for help. You know, and there he is with you, loving you, supporting you, and, and ready to build you up. See, that's, that's what Jesus, Jesus, he says, I make all, I come to, to wipe the tears away. I've come to bring healing. You know, I, I come to restore he comes to make us new people, people like him. And he's very patient, you know, and he's, he's there with us always. And so, brothers and sisters, yes, these are, not, are loving as God has called us to love. Being a true follower of, of Christ, taking up the cross. I mean, like, you look at that and hey, that's impossible, but all things are possible with God. It begins with our yes, begins with taking a foot forward, asking for Jesus' help, and the willingness to follow him wherever he goes, and knowing that the God who, who is faithful, even when we're not faithful, he will still remain faithful with his help, with his grace. And then there we are sharing in his love, in his glory. God bless you all.